0: this podcast is brought to you by military true crime addict a podcast focusing on true life events of military personnel
1: veterans and those associated with the military
0: give a voice to the victims and hear their side of the story raise awareness of the heinous crimes and support those most impacted military true crime addict is available wherever you get your podcasts and you don't need to know anything about the military to listen now back to the show
1: You're listening to Outlaws and Gunslingers, the only podcast covering all of America's infamous criminals, from the Wild West to the Mafia, all the way up to the ruthless street gangs of today. Brought to you exclusively by the Creative Control Network. Here are your hosts, the Mouthy Michiganders, Bang and Dang.
0: It's outlaws and gunslingers, and we're moving on, rolling high, rolling hot, moving on. Tommy guns ablazing. Part deux. Part deux. Actually, we can't say that because part part deux literally means a uh, unnecessary sequel or a uh, a dumb sequel almost. So right, it's true. Uh, part two of uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Part one, we saw Bonnie and Clyde and his brother Buck and his wife Blanche and couple other gang members over there just tearing up the Midwest, going it's, from town to town. Just being
1: teenage boys. Boys who do what boys would do, and the girls are going along for the ride.
0: Well, just being 20-something-year-old uh, well, boys. they started off as 15, 16-year-olds doing
1: this shit. Over so they're raising hell, robbing stores. Mm, right. They're in the middle of nowhere. They A know they banks. get with shit. It was still, what, 1930, 31? Killing innocent people? No, except 15s would be like 20, 25, 26.
0: 1934, where we left off.
1: Where we started off. Um,
0: oh, yeah, it was like 1920, 20 something. Yeah, yeah, when they were 17, Clyde Barrow got arrested for the first time, and right. the rest was his story. Nice. And uh, they eventually killed so many people that Texas Ranger Frank Hamer, or Frank Hammer, was brought in to. Uh, He's a former Texas Ranger. He was brought in to be the relentless shadow of the Barrow Gang. Right. And then uh, they go on. Another little killing spree. They kill a highway patrolman, H. D. Murphy, and Brian, Edward Reeler, Edward Bryant Wheeler on Easter Sunday, April fourth, nineteen thirty four. From there on,
1: from there on, there we go to the Grapevine killings. Uh, they were uh, national national news from there on out.
0: Well, the Grapevine killings is where they uh, public out, outrage. Now we're on to for the first time ever during this little crime spree, Bonnie. Officially has a bounty on her head. $500 from Texas Governor Ma Ferguson. Yep. Uh, Somebody's wanted to know. She's the one that is widely believed to have shot and killed H.D. Murphy. So now with a fucked up, burn up leg and everything. And shot. And shot. in the leg. And uh, who knows what else. And then uh, another constable got murdered by Barrow and one of his gang members. And even more public sympathy because the widow... His wife, they were about to be married. She goes to a funeral in a wedding dress, and
1: oh no, the town
0: is outraged. And this is where we pick up.
1: So they still don't got Methvin's uh, identity because the warrant is uh, for Bonnie and Clyde and well, a John never, Doe uh, and John Doe.
0: They never learned Methvin's name. Nope. Ever. They have arrest and warrant for the Campbell murder, specified Clyde Barrow, bon- Bonnie Parker, and John Doe, who was Methvin. For the first time ever, Bonnie was seen as a killer. Whatever chance she had for clemency has just been reduced. Dallas Journal ran a cartoon on its editorial page showing an empty electric chair with a sign on it saying, Reserved, adding the words, Clyde and Bonnie. Part two picks up off a fucking bang, Mm. literally. (laughs) Barrow and Parker were killed on May 23rd, 1934, on a rural
1: road. <laughs> a rural road in Bienville Parish, Louisiana. If you guys ever watched the, the recent movie with uh Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner called uh, The Highwaymen, it depicts this very scene.
0: I would have fucking assume since it's about Clyde and Bonnie.
1: Well, it's about actually about the Highwaymen, the two guys that were hired to fucking get him get him. Really. But I'm saying it depicts this scene really well. I think better than any other Bonnie and Clyde movie.
0: Well, Hammer, who had been. Hammer. Hammer had begun or tracking Hammer. the gang on February 12, 1934. He led the posse. Obviously, he had studied the gang's movement and found that they swung in a circle, skirting the edges of five Midwestern straight states, exploiting the state line rule, which prevented officers pursuing a fugitive into another jurisdiction. Okay. Right. So finally, we also established in the first episode that this whole group. This whole gang was the stupidest fucking gang ever seen in my life. Did so much to attract attention. No wonder why fucking it happened the way it is. But at least this is one smart thing that they did, I guess. Well,
1: only for a minute until the law figured it out. Until, right. Right. Well, Barrow was consistent in his movements, so Hamer charted his path and predicted where he would go. He's like, you're going here.
0: Okay, so just now I retract my previous statement because Barrow... He's literally traveling the same pass every time he goes fucking around the state right. line, little fucking. What a fucking
1: You moron. think he would like zigzag around? Or... This dude's an idiot.
0: Right. I, I conclude he might, be, he might be the dumbest um, outlaw we've covered so far.
1: So far. The gang's itinerary centered on family visits. Obviously, they always were at their families. And they were due to see Methvin's family in uh, Louisiana. And they did, I think, I believe. In case they were separated, Barrow had, des- had designated Methvin's parents' residence as a rendezvous. And then Methvin, he became separated from the rest of the gang in Shreveport. Hamer's posse was composed of six men, Texas officers. That was Hamer himself, Hinton, Elkhorn, B.M. Maney-Gault. Uh, I wonder what they call him, Maney. Is he a maniac?
0: I'm sure the M in that name is like Maneer or something, you know? Like-
1: right. And then Louisiana officers Henderson Jordan and Prentice Morel Oakley. And-
0: Prentice
1: Prentis, yeah. Morell, Oakley? Prentice Marle Oakley. How come we get the full names of the guys from Louisiana, but uh, the right. Texas guys, we just get last names. We only do
0: last names and uh, abbreviated first names. And then a the uh, other known as. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a couple days before that fateful day, May 21st, the four posse members from Texas were in Shreveport when they learned that Barrow and Parker were planning a visit to Bienville Parish that evening with Methvin. But they didn't know methvin at right. this point. So they're going. So, uh, how did they
1: figure out methvin? They had to figure it out sooner or later.
0: Or they're just, I guess. The full posse set up an ambush along Louisiana State Highway 154 south of Gibbsland towards Sales. Hinton recounted that their group was in place by 9 p.m. and awaited through the whole of the next day. Damn. With no sign of the perpetrators. Other accounts said that the officers set up on the evening of May 22nd. So, which is it, guys? Mm. I think they went and camped out the whole night. man. Right. Why not? Right. It's your one time to catch these fucking guys that you've
1: been hunting. Right. May 23rd at about 9.15 a.m., the posse were still concealed in the bushes and almost ready to give up when they heard the Ford V8 barrel was driving, approaching at high speed. They're like, oh, boys, get your shit ready, in everybody's heart They're started They're like, this is out. a real fucking thing, yeah. bros. Yeah, I don't right. think he said bros, right. but, I mean,
0: oh, dude, you imagine how fucking oh, their hearts were racing when yep. they seen that fucking car driving you up. You ain't kidding.
1: And mm. their official report.
0: And these guys literally, it wasn't just, well, you'll see, but the ambush wasn't just like they came out and started shooting, which they did, but they... They did some clever little fucking shit to get him to stop. Like well, devious in the official police.
1: report, they stated they had persuaded Ivy Melvin, Methvin, Methvin to position his truck along the shoulder of the road at, uh, that very morning. So oh, was many. his brother
0: or his wife or something?
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody. Oh, it's a him, it so yeah. Probably one of the family members that they got something on he's going to go away and he's All got right. a family. He's like, well, he ain't never around and I can't leave my family, right? They hoped Barrow would stop to speak with him, putting his vehicle close to posse's position in the bushes. They are like, all right, he's going to come through here, he's going to see that it's you, and you're going to pull over. And that's when we take him out, boys. When Barrow fell into the trap just as they expected would happen, or hoped, the lawmen opened fire while the vehicle was still moving. Oakley fired his gun first, probably before any order to do so. Well, oh, you him? them, dude. Like, they're still right. moving. They don't even the order was shoot the fucking kill. Why right. don't you see that, bitch? Oh,
0: shit. Well, Barrel was killed instantly by Oakley's headshot and hit and reported hearing Parker scream. The officers fired about 130 rounds, emptying their weapons into the car. Um, nowadays, that would get sympathy from the fucking media and all that shit. So, oh, think of that.
1: Clyde's dead. Clyde's dead with the first bullet.
0: First bullet. So 129 bullets were fired at Bonnie. Bonnie. I'm sure she got hit not too long after the first 10, I would assume. Right. I hope so.
1: (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: imagine they're still pumping rounds in the fucking Clyde, even though he's been dead. And he's just getting fucking filled with bullet holes, dude. Filled
1: with bullet holes. uh,
0: Many in Bonnie and Clyde's wounds would have been fatal, yet the two had survived several bullet wounds over the years in their confrontations with the law. All
1: right. What does that got to do with anything? All right. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, Of course, it would have been fatal. I guarantee you they at least got three head wounds each. They at least got... Three head wounds each, at least.
0: They got like 10 fatal shots probably each. That is
1: crazy. Nuts. The bullet-ridden deluxe, originally owned by Ruth Warren of Topeka, Kansas, was later exhibited at the carnivals and fairs, then sold as a collector's item in the year of 1988. The Prim Valley Resort and Casino in Las Vegas purchased it for about... Two hundred and fifty grand, which is kinda low. Well, I mean well, half
0: what the year was that? today. nineteen eighty eight.
1: That's a lot of money in eighty eight, right? Probably almost a million dollars. No? No. I'd say. No.
0: Yeah. Maybe like five hundred.
1: Nah, yeah, I'd say about eight. Barrow's enthusiasm for cars was evident in a letter he wrote earlier in the spring of nineteen thirty four. It was addressed to Henry Ford himself. It said, While I still have got breath in my lungs, I would tell you what a dandy car you make. I have drove Fords exclusively when I could get away with one. For sustained speed and freedom from trouble, the Ford has got every other car skinned. And even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you what a fine car you got.
0: He's like, Mr. Henry Ford. The V8. I, he's like, Mr. Henry Ford, every car of yours I've drove in <laughs> I've driven evaded has the, been illegal. Right.
1: I've, been, I've ev- evaded the police successfully in successfully. your cars.
0: He's like, Brilliant! <laughs> Well, according to statements made by Hinton and Elkhorn, each of us six officers had a shotgun and an automatic rifle and pistols. We opened fire with the automatic rifles, obviously. Right. They were emptied before the car got even, got even with us. Holy shit. Then we used the shotguns. <laughs> there was smoke coming from the car, and it looked like it was on fire. After shooting with the shotguns, we emptied the pistols at the car. Yeah, that was a massacre. Pa- <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that, was a that was a little murder. excessive, man.
1: There's no, And there was no other shots coming. Well, they wouldn't know.
0: We emptied the pistols
1: at the car, which
0: had passed us and ran into a ditch about 50 yards on down the road. It almost turned over. We kept shooting at the car even after it stopped. We weren't taking any chances. Dude. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so this, would almost, this would almost 100% certainly be chastised by the
1: media and fucking everybody today. Oh, my God, so
0: excessive. Defund the police. If, if
1: these guys- Oh, you ain't fucking kidding. You ain't kidding.
0: Holy shit. That's a hell of a story, though. Uh, these right. guys, it was like the movies. It was like the movies. These guys were emptying one gun, throwing it down, getting another Ridiculous. one, throwing it down. Oh, man.
1: It was like Keanu Reeves with endless fucking... Uh- oh, it's
0: like a fucking... <laughs> Uh, John Wick. It was called. Yeah, John Frank Wick. Frank James. He Frank's, got endless. He
1: got endless fucking uh, magazines. I don't know where the fuck he's finding these motherfuckers.
0: Speaking uh, of John Wick, um, there's a website you can go to, not only for John Wick, but pretty much any movie that has like action and killing, and it'll count like the kills right. and with what, how they do it, like which weapon mm-hmm. and all that shit. How many shots fired? How many bullets he fired? How many he missed? How many were hit? Right, how many it. times he got hit? And get all that it. shit. It's fun good stuff. Hmm. Every movie progressed, and like the fourth one or whatever, third one, he went from like 30-something in the first one to like 100 and whatever in the third
1: one. Holy fuck. Yeah. He did some shit. Good stuff. They should do one for the Marine with John Cena. I'm I'm sure they, sure (laughs) they do. Actual film footage taken by one of the deputies immediately after the ambush show 112 bullet holes in the vehicle.
0: Jeez, so out of 130, they only missed fucking 18.
1: Of which around one quarter struck the couple. That's ridiculous. Yeah, That is beyond ridiculous. And the first one already killed Clyde, so he had fucking seventeen bullets that were unwarranted. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I'm sure the first couple killed Bonnie. Like they couldn't,
0: like they couldn't see that his fucking head snapped back and he's just right. bleeding out of his fucking
1: head. Or just yeah. jeez. <laughs> the official coroner's report by Parish Coroner Doctor J L Wade listed seventeen entrance wounds. Sorry about that. Listed 17 entrance wounds on Barrow's body and 26 on that of
0: Bonnie. So 26, 36, 44 shots between the both of them.
1: Bonnie got shot 26 times because she was probably leaning over him.
0: She was on that side, I believe, yeah, that they were probably, shooting on. Yeah,
1: she probably leaned over, no, she probably leaned over to, after uh, Clyde got hit.
0: Pretty sure she, the, the yeah.
1: That's not the, driver, that's all the, the bullet, other side. Right. Oh, yeah. She's right.
0: on the side that they were firing on, I'm pretty sure.
1: Right? I don't remember. Oh, no. Oh, this was no, driver's side. Nope, I got
0: Driver's side. So, well, to be fair, I'm sure Clyde was probably slumped oh. over the steering wheel. So, they had nothing right. but good shots at
1: Bonnie. Well, and she always mm. a dead end, like the second shot, probably. Oh, let's see here. So, it's 26 went into Bonnie, including several headshots on each. That's crazy. Several. Several. That's three or more. Right. Uh and one that had snap barrel spinal column, oh damn, they just fucked this dude up.
0: So they shot him at the neck. And it probably went through and snapped the fucking spine right at the base of the neck, or unless it I don't know, it hit him in the back wow. and snapped it either or he got his fucking spinal column snapped.
1: It was so bad that the Undertaker had difficulty embalming the bodies because of all the bullet holes. Oh,
0: the liquid just oozing out of them, fucking. <laughs>
1: I wonder why Mark Calloway's such a bad motherfucker. I know. He had to deal with these guys. Well, anyway, the Undertaker's name was C.F. Boots Bailey. <laughs> Boots Bailey.
0: Look at the Undertaker here.
1: That... Is that the Undertaker?
0: No, well, it's a picture of all the ammo they recovered in the car.
1: I mean, they are fucking set. They could have done some damage if they actually had time to get out. They would have fucked them dudes up. Okay. Yeah. I guess uh they were right. Ain't taking no chances. They had more than a dozen
0: guns and several thousand rounds of ammunition in the Ford, including 120-round bar magazines. Holy shit. Everywhere. The deafened officers inspected the vehicle and discovered an arsenal of weapons, including stolen automatic rifles, sawed-off semi-automatics, shotguns, assorted handguns, and several thousand rounds of ammunition, along with 15 sets of license plates from various states. Damn. No. Hamer stated, I hate to bust a cap on a woman, especially when she was (laughs) sitting down. Wait. However, if it wouldn't have been her, it would have been us.
1: (laughs) He said, I hate to bust the cap on a woman. <laughs> yeah, man. They said that in 1934?
0: Yes, uh, that's a direct quote from Hamer himself. Wow. I hate to bust the cap on a woman, <laughs> especially when she was sitting down. However, if it wouldn't have been her, it would have been us. That's
1: true. Good for you, Frank. That's very uh, bust true. Bust the cap
0: on that bitch ass.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Word of the deaths quickly got around when Hamer, Jordan, Oakley, and Hinton drove into town to telephone their respective bosses. I don't know why you had to do that part over. Because I wanted to. A crowd soon gathered at the spot where Bonnie and Clyde laid their rest. Laid their rest. They didn't <laughs> lay their rest there. No. Laid their souls to rest, I guess. Yeah, I don't think so. Their bodies?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't laid to rest at all. Well, they died there. I guess. Yes, they died there. Right. <laughs> we'll compromise there.
1: Well, Galt and Alcorn were left to guard the bodies. Uh, but they lost control of the freaking people. They're like, no, nah, no, we won't see what the hell's going on.
0: Right. All these people have never seen dead bodies right. like that before. All bullet holes. And up.
1: Bonnie and Clyde at that. Right. Uh, another One woman out of the crowd cut off bloody locks of Parker's hair oh, and pieces shit. from her dress, which were subsequently sold as souvenirs. Are they still around today? I don't know. Hit and return to find a man trying to cut off Barrel's trigger finger. Jeez. <laughs> wow. And he was like, this is sickening. <laughs>
0: like, I'm sickened by what is occurring. This is sickening. <laughs> sick behavior. Oh, my. Can you
1: imagine that? You're acting like these sons of bitches. Oh, right.
0: Like, what the hell? Acting like these fucking maniacs in the car trying to cut off somebody's finger after they're already dead. Right. What the hell? it's It's
1: got to be like a crime. I can see like the bloody hair locks <sighs> or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know about that either. Oh, <laughs> well, for weird. a woman, she was very fucking empowered by. Bonnie's fucking... I guess.
0: She probably loved her. You're a
1: true woman. Right. Standing up for your rights. Well, arriving at the scene, the coroner
0: reported, nearly everyone had begun collecting souvenirs such as shell casings, slivers of glass, shell casings, I could see, slivers of glass from the shattered car windows, bloody pieces of clothing from the garments of Bonnie and Clyde. One eager man had opened his pocket knife and was reaching in the car to cut off Clyde's left ear. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God! Why do you want his left ear? What is up with these guys? I don't want that ear.
1: Turn him around.
0: I mean, driver's side, so, I mean, it's the only one you can get at. That's true. Um, these crowds are animals. animals. Somebody should have fired a damn shot in the sky. Well, they they,
1: they wasted all their bullets, so they didn't right. have nothing. So. Right. We have no more guns. How can we do? How can we fucking hold back this crowd? Do I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yes. We're going into town to call our fucking this bosses. Fucking about crazy. to get my raise, bitch. Anything getting, else happens is on you. About to get all this money. Well, I don't know. We left these two guys there. They're well capable. Those guys were never police officers again. <laughs> Fucking poor, uh, what was his name? Galton. Galton
0: Elcorn. Uh, yep. Right.
1: You don't hear too much of Galton Elcorn, do you? Sure don't. Hmm. Except for they allowed this shit to happen. Well, so that so now that we means know they allowed people to come in and alter the crime scene. I
0: don't think I don't think it mattered if the crime scene was altered. It's 130 fucking bullets. 117 fired. That's fucked up. That is a little excessive. I mean, I'm not was. one that sympathizes with criminals, but that's a little fucking excessive.
1: I mean, I believe there should have been, like, a standoff like they did, but I don't think they should have fucking... Uh...
0: Well, they are true, though, because how many times have we learned in part one where the, the, the fucking feds show up and Bonnie and them start fucking firing okay, immediately? So, so you
1: wait for that. I'm sorry if you had to take one in a chest. That's how you do it. You come in and you give or them. Or you their...
0: maybe open a round,
1: a couple rounds. Grrr,
0: all right, hold fire. And right. see what the fuck's yeah, going you on. You shoot
1: at the car. Yeah. You just fucking shoot over the car or something. I
0: don't know. You shoot in the car. They were wanted dead or alive.
1: There's no asking questions at this point. They weren't wanted dead or alive. Yes, they were. It was uh, $500 can, on their head. Yeah, if they can give themselves up. This wasn't back in the fucking 70s, 1870s, where you get a bounty.
0: Right. It was still the 30s. It was a bounty, pretty much. Didn't you just hear the fucking governor had $500 on their head, which is a bounty. $500. Well, I mean, it's a couple thousand today's money. A few thousand, actually. 1934. Oh Yeah, you at least fucking open fire. Everybody opens fire 10, 10 12 shots apiece.
1: Right. That's and then like, you
0: stop fire. You hold fire. What's going on here? Are they
1: moving? No. Let's no. approach the car with our guns right. drawn. Right. But they didn't.
0: They just fucking...
1: They massacred
0: these motherfuckers, Excessive. Dude, massacred.
1: I guess it was warranted they killed, it, what, 53 people, I think it said in this article or this show that we did. I think it's 53. On, Ooh, Bonnie and Clyde? Yeah, I think it's 53. No, the, yeah, it was Frank on the show. Hamer, Frank Hamer killed
0: 53 people. In the, in the course of law, he brought down 53 people by killing
1: them. Holy shit. This so guy is a, a murderer. A, he so he, he did, didn't bring him yeah, in anyway. He's a known he's, fucking uh,
0: murderer. He's like not a murderer <laughs> but he's a known uh his hand, suspect killer. His
1: handcuffs are in the cop uh the cop like museum has as being the oldest unused handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the the oldest continuously used but unused, unused handcuffs. handcuffs. <laughs> he's like I've never had a Never had to uh, latch these at all. The keys were still attached to the handcuffs. <laughs> they were still in the plastic wrapping that they came in. <laughs> oh, I don't shit. know if they came in. They come in plastic wrapping. But yeah, they might you have You know what I'm saying?
1: Back then, it was probably burlap. Right. <laughs> burlap. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't
0: think they got packages in burlap. Yeah, why not? Well, it could be. I'm sure they all came in a box of
1: Something. more than
0: one. I don't think there was just like a single set of handcuffs sold. <sighs>
1: Oh, for the police? When I get them, I don't uh, know. You're getting fucking thousands. Well, I don't know about that, but... Mm, hundreds, however many big cities. Eh, your city is.
0: Probably like six. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, anyway,
1: Hinton enlisted Hamer's help in controlling the circus-like atmosphere that was going on uh, by the fucking crime scene here. It was crazy. They're like, dude, you're going to have to do something, man. Did you make your call? I sure did. He's like, I'm done, man. <laughs> He's like, no, I did my job. I got to go right up in the sunset. <laughs> it's not what happened though. It's not what happened at all. So, hitting enlisted Hamer, and they got fucking people out. There. They're like, "Come on, back up, you sons of bitches! We got them." The posse towed the Ford with the dead body still inside the car. <laughs> They're wow. just towing this damn what? The most
0: careless. Okay, episode one. It was pretty oh much my. me just talking shit about how stupid, stupid and careless Clyde, Clyde was. and Clyde were. Right. And then fucking now uh, th- these cops are mo- got to be the dumbest people I've ever seen.
1: I don't know what's going on here. What yeah. happened
0: to integrity of the crime scene and like all this shit?
1: Like- it wasn't even that. These guys were not even uh, like fucking hit- hitting the beat cops. They are fucking private investigators or retired cops, weren't they?
0: Frank was a retired Texas Ranger. Yeah, right. The other ones were like deputies and shit. Yeah.
1: Well, because he could deputy. Yeah. So basically, this was a this was a, uh, uh, a prime example of the eighteen seventies, eighteen eighties, fucking uh, small town sheriff hiring a fucking a badass lawman to fucking go take down a bully, right here. But it turned out to be uh, even worse.
0: <laughs> I don't recall any Wild West story we had where the uh, posse guns down one hundred and thirty bullets into well.
1: two people. Not a hundred and three, two, but.
0: Not that many. And usually it's just like a couple shots in the back or the head or something like that. They had a little bit more respect, I
1: guess. <laughs> yeah, this was poor. Plus
0: there, plus, there was no machine guns back in the uh, little Wild West days.
1: Right, this was poor fucking, uh, um, poor... Poor criminalizing and poor Deputy. Yeah, this I whole bet.
0: fucking story so far is a shit show. Right. These people don't know how to crime. I don't <laughs> they, <understand>. don't know.
1: <laughs> they, they don't. The, the barrows
0: don't know how to crime. See, and that's the I lo- cops I don't know how to
1: police. I love doing the show that we're doing here. I've, I've watched millions of movies on Bonnie and Clyde. I've watched millions of movies on Wyatt Earp, uh, Wild Bill. Millions? Well, not millions. How do you no, have right. all that time? You know what I mean. Not millions. I watched... Oh, thousands, Can I say? not even thousands, so it's all eyes. You haven't even watched hundreds. It's hun- all eyes! You, <laughs> you, haven't even watched, watched, you haven't
0: even watched hundreds. I watched watch tens. I watched tens, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched watch tens of movies. I watched tens
1: of movies on... <laughs> Probably a total of ten. Of each character, <laughs> ever being honest. I've watched at least... No,
0: two. you've never seen no fucking ten movies that have centered around Wyatt Or You've seen two.
1: Not centered. You've seen two. I've seen at least three Wild Bill movies. Wild Bill? Wild <laughs> Bill. Oh, Wired Earp. wider. Earp. Earp. I've seen at least three movies centered on Wired Earp. No. And, You've seen Tombstone and wider. Earp. That's it. I don't know. There's like multiple fucking 30s, 40s, 50s, And you never and watched 60s. one of them. Oh, yeah. I've been watching them. All. If you go on my TV, I guarantee you that if they haven't changed channel, it's still on stars fucking Western. I've been watching fucking 40s, 50s, 60s Westerns for the past month. I was watching one earlier today. Oh, good for you. What do you want, a fucking metal? And the they don't show too much spaghetti Westerns, which I, I like. You know the Spaghetti Westerns are a little funky. Hitting enlisted Hamer's help in controlling the circus-like atmosphere, and they got people away from the car. Like, come on, guys. All right. Now they want to be fucking Well, real yes, sexual. we know they towed with the dead bodies. Right. We know, yep, the posse towed the Ford with the dead bodies still inside the car. Uh, they told it to Conger, it's either Conger or Conger, It's C-O-N-G-E-R, furniture store and funeral parlor. Damn, you can, you can buy your couch to sit on for the rest of your life and then the fucking casket that you're going to die in.
0: Right, like we got your fucking beginning
1: and your end right here. Right we got, here. We got,
0: your, we got your fucking living um,
1: comfort and we got your dead <laughs> comfort. Dumbasses. And, uh, and this was located in downtown Arcadia, Louisiana. Okay. Preliminary embalming was done by Bailey himself. Boots Bailey in a small preparation room in the back of the furniture store, as it was common for furniture stores and undertakers to share the same space. It
0: makes sense. They're probably you know they got the same business. They got to build. They it's got the same fucking business. wood, pretty much. There's wood, wood to build furniture, wood to build fucking caskets.
1: Yeah, I mean, they sell the furniture store sells beds, right. I'm, I'm There's selling nothing you. Nothing more. Uh, this will be the last bed you ever buy. Right. Come check this out, guys. <laughs> the
0: population of the northwest Louisiana town reportedly swelled from 2,000 to 12,000 within hours. Mm. Well, not like the permanent population, but people came. Right. Curious throngs of people arrived by train, horseback, buggy, and plane. He's wow. even taking the early plane. Like we gotta, right. like, we gotta do this. Beer normally sold for fifteen cents a bottle, but it jumped to twenty-five cents, oh. and sandwich was quickly I mean, sold out.
1: Just think of that stat right there,
0: dude. This is like
1: think of that stat just right think there. Of
0: this, this is like the equivalent of like an all-star game coming to a city yeah. or something.
1: And look at inflation, basically. That's inflation at the best. That's what
0: I'm saying. A picture like an all-star game or something coming to a city, like all these merchants around the event are uh, capitalizing off all these people that are coming. This is exactly what these, all these saloon owners are like, yeah.
1: As long as they went back down to 15 cents after everybody was left, I'm good with that. Well, they confirmed that
0: Barrow had been shot in the head by a 35 Remington Model 8. Yeah, like the first shot, it murdered his face. Right. Well, Henry Barrow, Clyde's daddy, identified his son's body, then sat weeping in a rocking chair in the furniture section. I mean, (laughs) can you imagine that scene? The, the fucking hordes of people are in talking about, oh, my God. Right. you know And then this, there's his dad just fucking crying his eyes right. out in the rocking chair. And, and you know what's the, the shitty part of that? Up.
1: The owners and the workers of the stores are gonna be like, well, who's going to be fighting for the seller? I was going to say, this the is, seller the, this of this is this. <laughs> the chair that Clyde's daddy wept in like, after. That's my after, section. No, motherfucker, that's my section. Like, this is my story. This is my section. This is the, this is the chair
0: that Clyde's daddy wept in after uh, identifying his son's body.
1: Price tag says fucking I guarantee that
0: was marked at, like that and sold as that. That's
1: ruthless, dude.
0: Ruthless.
1: Oh, I mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy, dude. It's fucking... It's Ameri- not even anything America. Anything to it's, capitalize. It's life. Right. You capitalize on what you can. Mm-hmm. You got to do anything you can that is moral enough for you, I guess.
0: Whatever your morals are, right, right I to guess.
1: survive. I mean, I get it. <laughs> H. D. Darby was an undertaker at McClear Funeral Parlor, and Sophia Stone was a home demonstration agent, both from nearby Ruston. Both of them came to Arcadia to identify the bodies. Oh, dude! Because the Barrow Gang had isn't kidnapped that the ones them. that kidnapped? Yeah, yeah. In 1933, a year prior, oh, these two were kidnapped and they okay. let them go. Right? Yeah, you know
0: they couldn't identify Methvin then, though. They never identified them, but
1: so they, they couldn't even really identify. No, they identified and that Clyde. it was Bonnie
0: and Clyde when, because they're the ones that told them that they kidnapped them.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. But the nobody could really. I well, guess. the dad did. Right. So why they call these guys in, just to make sure to give them more evidence for their backing? I bet that's what it is. We I mean, brought all these people when identified as Bonnie they had to and Clyde
0: them. Anybody that ran into them. Mm-hmm. Now they're right. trying
1: to cover all their tracks. Like, all are right. we really sure these are these guys? Like, you guys really fucked them up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you better <Yeah>. have <laughs> You guys just fired
0: fucking 117 <laughs> shots into them and
1: You better have every fucking piece of evidence for fucking seven yeah, years. Yeah, you back. guys better be fucking damn sure <laughs> these guys are who they are. Shit. Or who you
0: say they are. <laughs> Fuck. Jeez.
1: Parker reportedly had laughed when she discovered that Darby was an undertaker. Okay.
0: When they kidnapped him.
1: All oh, right. Uh she remarked that maybe someday he would be working on her. <laughs> ah. And And ironically, ironically, I don't know if he worked on her. Ironically. Oh, there we go. Next sentence. Uh, And Darby did, in fact, assist Bailey in the embalming.
0: Sure did. We're looking Um, at a picture of Bonnie Parker's grave, which is inscribed as the flowers are all made sweeter by the sunshine and the dew. So this old world is made brighter by the lives of folks like you. Well, Well, I don't know about that, Bonnie. (laughs) Bonnie and Clyde wish to be buried side by side, but the Parker family would not allow that shit. Her mother wanted to grant her final wish to be brought home, but the mob surrounding the Parker house made that impossible. Wow! More than twenty thousand attended Parker's funeral, and her family had difficulty reaching her gravesite. Wow! Holy
1: shit! Parker
0: services were held on May 26th. Dr. Alan Campbell recalled that flowers came from everywhere, including some with cards allegedly from Pretty Boy Floyd and Don John Dillinger, public enemy number one himself. Wow! John. Twenty thousand people just to see old Bonnie? Huh? Bonnie was the uh. Wow. More popular than the First Lady.
1: The largest floral tribute was sent by a group of Dallas City newsboys. The sudden end of Bonnie and Clyde sold 500,000 newspapers in Dallas alone. Jeez. Parker was buried in Fish Trap Cemetery, although she was moved in 1945 to the new Crown Hill Cemetery in Dallas.
0: Dang, dude. What were newspapers? We'll say even five cents a piece?
1: Maybe. Maybe five cents. Probably Five cents back then, yeah. Maybe ten cents.
0: Oh, so it only gathered about a hundred thousand bucks, but still, it's a lot of money, right?
1: Well, if it was ten cents, it'd be more than that.
0: Dollar, a newspaper would be five hundred thousand dollars,
1: right? Yeah, so go back, man. It's
0: about a hundred thousand dollars I made off newspapers in Dallas alone.
1: That's well, right, all profit because the shit don't cost nothing. Right.
0: Thousands of people gathered outside both Dallas funeral homes, hoping for a chance to view the bodies. Barrow's private funeral was held at sunset on May 25th. He was buried in Western Heights Cemetery in Dallas next to his brother Marvin.
1: So, nobody came to fucking Clyde's that's up I mean that's up yeah, they gave Bonnie all the glory of course, well, his brother
0: Marvin and him shared a single granite marker with their names on it and an epitaph that's that was selected by Clyde that said "Gone, but not forgotten." Yeah. <laughs> He definitely All won't be right. forgotten. Well, probably. you ain't forgotten. Your brother is, but you ain't. Well, <laughs> I guess. See, I maybe he did still. that on purpose. His brother still. He chose to be in there with his brother, so that way they'd have to read both their names. Right. And he's like, yeah. Right. He's like, well, I'm going to be famous. It's like in Dewey Cox. I'm
1: going to be famous. I'm going to be famous for the both of us. Yeah, for the both of us. Damn. Well, the Bullet Riddle Ford and the shirt that Burrow was wearing have been in the casino of Whiskey Pete's, Whiskey Peets. Prim Nevada since 2011. Mm. Previously... They were on display at the Prim Valley Resort and Casino, which we said earlier, I Right. Believe. The American National Insurance Company of Galveston, Texas, paid the insurance policies on in full on both Parker and Barrow.
0: In Whoa! Full. So, wait. Whoever was these guys' uh, benefactors got paid, probably, huh? Right. Well, there's a good reason... Um, what I'm about to say happens Since then, the policy of payouts has changed to exclude payouts in cases of deaths called by any criminal activity by the insured person. The six men of the posse were each to receive one-sixth share of the reward money, and wow. Dallas Sheriff Schmid had promised Hinton that his total... Would uh, come to $26,000. a
1: lot of money back then. But
0: most of the organizations that had pledge rewards funds reneged on their
1: pledges. Wow. And
0: in the end, each lawman earned $200.23 for his efforts and collected memorabilia.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. I
0: wonder why they reneged. Did they
1: fucking. Uh, I think they had to pay a lot in the way they murdered them. I was going to say. Like, I think that changed everything. Did they
0: be like, dude, you guys fucking were I know, Right. Were, I want to like, know the
1: private, the, you know, behind the scenes of this fuck. story. Because I guarantee you that's something happened. He was you, like, you no. Know, uh, i got to do a lot of shit here to fix this. So that money, I promise you, right, i got to pay yeah. the other fucking people.
0: Yeah.
1: Idiots. But thanks. All
0: <laughs> right, Thanks, but idiots. Yeah.
1: By the summer of 1934, new federal statues made bank robbery and kidnapping federal offenses. Okay. Which they should have been because bank robbery has been going fucking forever. I was just going to say,
0: all the problems they had with bank robberies in the fucking Old West and they just now make it federal offense.
1: Like this shit's getting out of hand. Now they got guns and fast V eight Fords. It's, right. It's
0: been seventy years. I know since people have been robbing banks religiously. Right.
1: But. How about we make this into a fucking law? Like, <laughs> I guess. Oh my. The 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 growing. It court, just makes me think. Fucking
0: nineteen thirties. Right. <laughs> fucking criminals and cops were just idiots.
1: Twenties thirties. They're all fucking dumb. Stupid. The growing coordination of local authorities by the FBI, plus two way radios and police cars, Uh-oh. combined to make it more difficult to carry out series of robberies and murders than it had been just months before. So finally, like, you know what? We got all these radios hanging <laughs> yeah. around here. Like, you We're know all these little uh,
0: radios <laughs> that you said would never be practical? <laughs> you always what yell at about- us for playing <laughs> around
1: in the back room.
0: What, what about if we put one in each car and then we can talk to each other? Right.
1: You're like, that's
0: genius. Uh, wow.
1: Well, two months later, after Gibbs land, Dillinger was killed on the street in Chicago. Three months after that, Floyd was killed in Ohio. And one month after that, Babyface Nelson, moited, Illinois. So fucking
0: five of the most wanted criminals, dude, at this time. Murdered. Murdered all within literally, what, five months of each other?
1: Right, after, right.
0: Bonnie and Clyde Dillinger. All of them. Babyface and fucking pretty George Floyd, pretty boy Floyd, fucking gone.
1: And we will fucking know the stories of all these guys. We will
0: know the stories of all of these guys, yes. Obviously.
1: That's nuts, guys. So there's something going on in the 30s. I think the government was like, all right, we fucked up with uh, Prohibition. And uh, illegal crime, or organized crime is taking control. We just got to just go in and just murder these guys. I'm sorry. Fuck the law. Just murder these motherfuckers. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, they did it with Bonnie and Clyde just to see how things work out. I mean, come on.
0: Well, I think Bonnie and Clyde proved that you can just go and just... Gun right. down a fucking one of these...
1: For one. loved. These two were loved. Well, at least Bonnie was.
0: Well, you could still just go and gun down these motherfuckers. No question asked.
1: Right. And they did it. And they did it. They, they fucking, fucking did, it. did it, dude. Parker's... Oh. Right. Uh, Bonnie's niece and last surviving relative is campaigning to have her... Have her... Uh, my great-great-great-aunt. I want her buried next to Barrow.
0: Good for her. Well, the old posse that gunned down Bonnie and Clyde... Uh, they distrusted one another and yeah. kept to themselves. They right. didn't even talk. They're like, we're just on this fucking mission. They all had mission. their we're separate go deals, but they, they all do, knew right. they had to work together. And yeah. each, they each had their own agenda in the operation and offered different narratives of it. Right. Simmons, who was the head of the Texas DOC, brought another perspective, having effectively commissioned the posse. Right. Schmidt had tried to arrest Barrows in Sours, Texas in November 1933. Schmidt called halt and gunfire erupted from the outlaw car, which oh, made a quick oh, U-turn and sped away. Schmidt's uh machine gun jammed on the first round. He Schmidt's Tommy gun jammed on the first round. And he could not get off one shot. Pursuit barrel was impossible because the posse had parked their cars at the at a distance to prevent their being seen. Obviously. Uh,
1: right? Wow. So he's got a personal agenda there. He's so like, I let this motherfucker get there's away. There's the
0: backstory, though. A little bit more backstory. Right. Schmidt called halt. And uh, they shot at him, so now Instantly. what what uh, you're about to Instantly. reveal to us is why they just opened
1: fire. Well, Hamer's policy discussed calling halt, but the four Texans vetoed the idea. They're like, nah, telling them that the killer's history had always been to shoot their way
0: out. They're like, yeah, dude, what, what, we're going to say halt, and they're going to fire right. at us? No, we ain't taking a chance.
1: Which is uh, which has previously occurred as their... their their uh selling point of shoot first, ask questions later. They're like, I mean, take a look at Platte City. Take a look we at all remember Dex Wheel Park. The Sours. Come on. All right.
0: So you even hauled you even called Halt and Sours.
1: Right. When the ambush occurred, Oakley stood up and opened fire. He was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't waiting for nothing. And the off the other officers opened fire immediately after. Jordan was reported to have called out to Barrow. Elkhorn said that Hamer called out as well. And Hitton claimed that Elkhorn did, too. Wait, so Jordan... They're like, stop, police.
0: Jordan called out the barrel. Elkhorn said that Hamer called out. Hitton claimed that Acorn did. So nobody even knows who was the first one to call out to them.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking they all did at the same time. No. In another report, each said that they both did. These conflicting claims might have been uh,
0: collegial. collegial.
1: Collegial attempts to divert the focus from Oakley, who... Clearly, oh, clearly he said that. Uh, you went out uh, of orders, Jim. Fired
0: it. without orders, probably.
1: Who later admitted to firing early. Oh. But he said it's still speculation. They're <laughs> trying to cover his ass for right.
0: uh, just opening fire without being told to. Right. In 1979, Hinton's account of the saga was published posthumously as Ambush, the real story of Bonnie and Clyde. Nice. Well, his version of the Methvin family's involvement in the planning and execution of the ambush was that the posse had tied Methvin's father, Ivy, to a tree the previous night to keep him from warning off the couple. Oh. Look at these guys, dude. They're kidnapping oh. people, tying them
1: to a tree and shit. Wait a minute. He thought, okay, I'll just tell him and let will just run off and tell the rest of the Right. Couple. The he was like, no, see the thing Did is... Did they really have to tie him to a tree? They
0: just couldn't throw him in the back of the damn cop car?
1: No. Have somebody guard him? Yeah, it was far like, sickness, because he's a fucking... I'm like, we're taking out your kind, motherfucker. Basically. What's that got to do with anything? Because they want to torture as much as they can. They couldn't torture Barney and Clyde.
0: I mean, I guess, but holy shit, if that's made public, then come on. Come on, man. It just gets more excessive and fucked up as we go along. Police are fucked up, motherfuckers. (laughs) Police are fucked up, (laughs) motherfuckers. Everyone has faced the problem. What gift to choose? What to give yourself when you sit at home? What to give your friend or parents? What to give your wife or husband? What to give your children or colleague at work? Well, Unidragon and their wooden puzzles has this problem solved. Why do people love Unidragon puzzles? Well, each puzzle piece has its own unique shape. It's interesting for adults and children each puzzle is packed in a premium wooden gift box so no flimsy cardboard tearing the edges fall apart you know how it goes new puzzles are released every month and they have an incredibly colorful design you will not regret checking this product out not only is it an excellent and unique gift for others but it can be a gift for yourself there's no better gift than one for yourself right they're perfect for a nice relaxing afternoon and figuring out the puzzle will help keep your mind sharp so you can go to unidragon.com and use the code outlaws for 10% off your order. They got pretty cool looking uh, wolf, the animal ones are pretty sweet. They got a wolf one, um, a fox one, a lion one. They're and the, the best thing about these ones that I really like is every shape of the puzzle is a shape of a different animal, so you're kind of figuring that out. It's not just boring little puzzle pieces that you got to try to fit together, and they're made of nice, sturdy wood. They also have ones you can get a big map of the world and hang it on your wall a big wooden one and pin out your destinations you want to go they got everything that anybody could ever want for a puzzle anything that you would ever need so it wouldn't be too hard to find a puzzle for somebody you love or even for yourself for those uh rainy days so head on over to unidragon.com for the most unique creative and challenging puzzles out there and use the code outlaws and let them know we sent you and get that 10 percent discount
1: Hinton claimed that Hamer made a deal with Ivy. If he kept quiet about being tied up, his son would escape prosecution for the two grapevine murders. He was like. Oh,
0: so Ivy was hitting our our fucking
1: Methvin's daddy. Like, we we will let him go. We will let him go.
0: But the thing is, he knew that Methvin was already at his house. I'm assuming, because Methvin had separated from the group and they were supposed to meet at his parents' house. That was the rendezvous point. Right. So his dad already knew his son wouldn't be there, so he's like, yeah, fuck it. I don't fuck these guys. They're getting my son in all boatload of trouble anyways. I don't see why he wouldn't go along with it.
1: Why wouldn't you not? Right. Why wouldn't you fucking not? I would have. Hinton alleged that Hamer made every member of the posse swear that they would never divulge this secret. Never. This is fucking stays between us, you sons of bitches. So- we need to get these motherfuckers right. off this fucking planet. And this is the only way to damn do it. Are you with me? Yeah. Let's do it. Other accounts, however, however, place Ivy at the center of the action, not tied up, but on the road. Wait. Waving for Barrow to stop the so vehicle.
0: Hinton saying even when Clyde and Bonnie pulled up.
1: Wait a minute.
0: Hinton saying that even when Clyde and Bonnie pulled up, right, Ivy was already he was still tied to the tree.
1: They just had his car parked on the side. They just inside. had his truck parked uh, on the side, they'd be like oh, hoping that, I- that Clyde hey, would fucking recognize it. Yeah.
0: Isn't that Ivy's truck? Well, show it's Right. Must stop and take a but look. But why would that make sense? How would he know what the fuck Ivy's truck looks like? There's plenty of trucks around there that probably look the right. same. They would never, Number one. Right. I don't believe so that So it makes more sense that
1: I believe, the dude was on the road. I believe Ivy was on the road. He was like, hey, yeah, right. right. I mean, come on. I believe that That makes part. more fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did time three or three overnight. Overnight, maybe, to keep and him then, there. Right. But
0: I don't think he was tied up while... Bonnie and Clyde were fucking no. driving down the street. That's no. just, that just doesn't make any sense at all.
1: Right.
0: Well, Hinton's memoir memoir suggests that Parker's cigar and the famous cigar photo had been a rose, Uh-oh. and then it was retouched as a cigar by darkroom staff at the Joplin Globe. Most likely. Okay. While well, they prepared the photo for publication, Gwyn says that some people who knew Hinton suspect that he became delusional late in life. Okay. So now... Now they're saying that Hinton don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. All this shit never happened. All this pretty much borderline illegal shit that they did never happened. Right. Look at these guys fucking covering up their tracks, man. Wow. And I didn't even I didn't even hear about that before. Right. That it had been a rose that they uh, fucked up, kind of Photoshop, early Photoshop, pretty much.
1: Right. Oh yeah, the cigar thing and yeah. all that. Yeah. Well, the posse never received the promised bounty on the perpetrators. Hmm. Wonder why. So they were told to take whatever they wanted from the confiscated items in their car. Hamer appropriated the arsenal of stolen guns. He was like, I'll take the guns and the ammo. Man, hey, this dude took the gun, the ammos. He was like, oh, shit. I like that uh, uh, <laughs> fiction tackle box there. <laughs> all right. Holy shit. Uh, right. That's what he was so like. So what did everybody else get? Texas DOC was like, all right, go ahead. No, no, there's nothing else to get. The fishing tackle I could see, but guns
0: and ammunition, why'd he get to keep them all?
1: Well, uh, maybe he was he was promised the twenty six thousand, nobody else was. That's
0: fucked up. Right? No, they were all promised something. No, yeah. they the, the one 26, guy six thousand Hinton was promised twenty six thousand. Was it Hinton? Yeah. I thought
1: it was uh, Hamer. It no, was.
0: Hinton was promised twenty six and got nothing. Everybody got, got like
1: two hundred bucks. Two hundred and twenty bucks.
0: Well, in July, Clyde's mother, Kumi, wrote to Hamer asking for the return of the guns. She says, "You don't never want to forget. My boy was never tried in no court for murder, and no one is guilty until proven guilty by some court. So I hope you will answer this letter and also return the guns I am asking for." Right. Well, unfortunately for her, there is no record of any response by Hamer. He's like, she, "Fuck you, bitch." She wanted the these guns.
1: guns. She wanted the guns because she was probably going to sell them. Yeah, <laughs> she's poor as she fuck.
0: These are my son's guns. All
1: right. My son's guns. My son's Open guns. a new store. My son's guns. Still selling today. But like, how did my, how did fucking this I'm dude own these guns? You sold 330,000
0: guns in the last eight <laughs> this years. This gun
1: didn't come out until last year. How did fucking Clyde own it? That's why I want to know. <laughs> well, if he would have owned it. Right. <laughs> this is a gun.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a whole section in the store. Right. Guns my son would have owned. Oh, right.
1: Right. <laughs> We still go through the same fucking dealer that he did, same family line, ridiculous. Anyway, Elkhorn claimed Barrel saxophone. He was like, "I want that saxophone," so he got that. But he later returned to the Barrel family. He's like, "Good "Mm, for him." It's not worth nothing. I tried selling it. (laughs) Right? He's like, "That's right." They were like, "What the fuck? I want to do this." Thing's fucking huge.
0: First of all, everybody that's buying it was like, "Is there a photo of him with the saxophone?" They're like, "Not that I know of."
1: No. They're like, "Yeah, I don't want this." No. I mean, if you had a picture of him with the saxophone, that'd be decent. Or if you would have put the saxophone next to him next to his dead body after you murdered so him, picture, after you right. ambushed him. Or, dead. like,
0: took a finger of blood and wiped it on the saxophone or something. something At least like his blood's on the saxophone, right. you
1: know? Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Posse members also took other personal items, such as Parker's clothing. They yes. ripped her naked. They just want to see are naked, sick bastards. Let's see what this bitch looks like, nude. Oh, shit, that's a fucked up leg. Damn! Oh shit! Her one titty's got a bolt hole in it. Holy fuck! Her face is gone. <laughs> I stand to her. <laughs> Shut up, Clint! <Clem. laughs> Shut up! The Parker family asked for them. <laughs> well, the Parker family asked for them back, but refused. Of course they were. Like no. Well, and the items were back. later sold as souvenirs.
0: Oh well. The Barrow family also claimed that Sheriff Jordan kept an alleged suitcase of cash, and writer. Jeff Gwynn claims that Jordan bought a barn and land in Arcadia soon after the event, thereby hinting that the accusation had merit, despite the complete absence of any evidence to the existence of such a suitcase. Of course, he's not going to tell people there was a suitcase full of cash. Of course not. Jordan did attempt to keep the death car for his own, but Ruth Warren of Topeka, Kansas sued him because she was the owner of the car Ah, when Barrow stole it on April 29th.
1: Only way she got that back. Wow.
0: Well, Jordan returned it to her in August of 1934, still covered with blood and human tissue. He's oh, like, fine, no. bitch. Fine, bitch. You want this <laughs> car? <laughs> yeah. You can take it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, 1935 month was February. Dallas and federal authorities arrested and tried 20 family members and friends for aiding and abetting Barrow and Parker. This became known as the harboring trial. And all 20 either pleaded guilty or found guilty. The two members were jailed for 30 days. Oh, uh, Both mothers were jailed for 30 days. Other sentences ranged from two years' imprisonment. Uh, That was Floyd Hamilton and uh, brother of Raymond.
0: Raymond Hamilton, who was an early gang member, right?
1: Right. Uh, To one hour in custody for Barrow's teenage sister, Marie. So uh, (laughs) Clyde's sister had to be one hour in custody. That's it.
0: Yeah, they probably just questioned her.
1: Right, that's all. and then Floyd Hamilton was in prison for two years. That is. Uh, he
0: obviously let them stay the night at his house or some shit. You know? Right. Other I defend- would assume so.
1: Right. Other defendants included Blanche Jones, Methvin. Damn, Methvin himself. And Parker's sister, Billy.
0: And Parker's sister, Billy.
1: So they still didn't know him. Dude, Methvin is the most lucky guy in the world. Right. What happens to this guy? He was with all.
0: Well, Methvin was, he escaped prosecution for the two Grapevine Texas murders because of his father's cooperation with the posse. Ah. Uh, uh, see? They, they, lived, they lived up to it. But he was eventually oh, prosecuted for other years. crimes in Oklahoma where he was convicted and served eight years. Okay. Unrelated to the Barrel Gang, I would believe, though.
1: Or maybe not. Nah, probably not. Probably not.
0: Blanche was permanently blinded in her left eye during the 1933 shootout at Dexfield Park. Yeah, she was taken into custody on the charge of assault with intent to kill. Okay, she was convicted and sentenced to ten years in prison, but was paroled in nineteen thirty nine for good behavior, serving okay. six
1: of those. Okay. okay, she
0: returned to Dallas, leaving her life of crime in the past, and lived with I fucking hope so everybody's right. dead now, and lived with her invalid father as her as his caregiver. Okay, nineteen forty, she married Eddie Frazier worked as a taxicab dispatcher and a beautician and completed the terms of her parole one year later. Nice. She lived in peace with her husband until he died of cancer in 1969. What hey, happened to her? then what happened to her? What, <laughs> what happened she, to after, her? After, after there uh, was no about, more <laughs> peace yeah. than after 1969 for her. But good for her. She went just, on with her life and fucking made her, a, made a, you know, turned her shit around, just like you're supposed happen. to do when should you get ha- out of yeah. prison.
1: Yeah, it should happen. Right. Warren Betty approached her to purchase the rights to her name for use in the 1967 film, Bonnie and Clyde. Okay, and she agreed to the original script. Original, however, however, she objected. That's the first however in this whole it
0: episode was the so far,
1: and you missed it. Uh, she objected to her characterization by Estelle Parsons in the final film, describing the actress's Academy Award-winning portrayal of her as a screaming horse's ass. Because she
0: probably portrayed her as a fucking. Uh, Stupid bitch or something. I'm going to have to go back and watch that 1967 film, Bonnie and Clyde, which earned Estelle Parsons an Academy Award, first of
1: all. And what is it called? Bonnie and Clyde, 1967. Bonnie and Clyde, 1967. Oh, I've seen that. It's fucking great. I don't think you have. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Despite this, she maintained a firm friendship with Betty. Okay. She's like, you know what? We can get past this. She died from cancer, though, at the age of 77 on 24th of December, 1988, Christmas Eve. That's a terrible Christmas day for that family. I know, dude. Like, she couldn't wait another day. (laughs) Well, she was buried in Dallas's Grove Hill Memorial Park under the name Blanche B. Frasier. I would assume so, right? Well, on the other side of things, Barrel Barrel
0: Cohorts, Cohorts, Hamilton, and Palmer, who escaped Eastham in January 1934, which started this whole manhunt and all that stuff, they were recaptured. Both were convicted of murder and executed in the electric chair at Huntsville, Texas, on May 10, 1935. Oh, they died together. Jones had left Barrow and Parker six weeks after the three of them evaded officers at Dexfield Park in July 1933.
1: They wanted they didn't get justice for Dexfield, and they got it oh, now.
0: Right. He reached Houston and got a job picking cotton, where he was soon discovered and captured. He was returned to Dallas, where he where he dictated a confession, quote unquote, in which he claimed to have been kept a prisoner by Barrow and Parker. Some of the more lurid lies that he told concerning the gang's sex lives, and this testimony gave rise to many stories about Barrel's ambiguous sexuality. Uh, Wait, he, so is he
1: claiming is he is he claiming that Barrel liked to fuck guys? now? I think it was like that movie I seen where it was based loosely based off Bonnie and Clyde. You know? So
0: Barrel Barrel is yeah. fucking dudes. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think
1: he like dudes fucking his wife and maybe getting in on it or something. Well, she's
0: not his wife.
1: So. Well, his old lady. There's a movie I forget what it's called. Shit happens oh, like that. Interesting. Yeah, and they pick up people on the side of the road like a serial killer, but you know what I mean.
0: Wait, that was the one you said in episode one, and it had, you didn't say it had anything to do with Bonnie and Clyde when you were talking about it. I don't you have said any,
1: it I don't have anything to do so with it. So what Bonnie the fuck's
0: that got to do with Bonnie and Clyde? Why would you bring it up now and I mean, say it
1: was based on them. it loosely No, I said it loosely.
0: It's not loosely based on them I'd at say,
1: all. I'd say it was like a Bonnie and Clyde character. Inspiration, okay. So what does that gotta do? With Bonnie and Clyde. I mean, inspiration, because it has everything to do with Bonnie and Clyde. Because they fucking, they set the mold for what we see today. I don't think so. Of look at Natural Born Killers. That's Bonnie and Clyde all fucking day. Mickey and Mallory. A little more sick, but yeah, no, yeah. not I mean, really.
0: I don't. know. I think Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> still did some more fucked up shit than uh, right. um Mickey and Mallory. I would say as well. Well, Jones was convicted of the murder of Joel Johnson and served a lenient sentence of 15 years. <laughs> well, I guess it is lenient for a murder. Wow. He gave an interview to Playboy magazine during the excitement surrounding the 1967 movie saying that in reality it had been had not been glamorous at all. Hey. Well, He was killed on August fourth, nineteen 1974 in a misunderstanding by the jealous boyfriend of a woman whom he was trying to
1: help. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, so he was trying to help some chick. Oh. And this dude was like, hey, you fucking this dude. It was the 70s, dude. I mean, 70s is a rough time in America.
1: Right. Methvin was convicted in Oklahoma of the 1934 murder of Constable Campbell at Commerce. He was paroled in 1942 and then killed by a train oh, in
0: 1948. Wow. Oh, no. He fell
1: asleep drunk on the train tracks. What the fuck kind of dude is this? Although some speculated that he was pushed by someone seeking revenge. His father, Ivy, was killed in 1946 by a hit-and-run Holy driver. Holy shit, dude. Whoa, okay. So he took out Ivy. Afterwards, Ivy knew a little something more. Wasn't supposed to. Decided to say, fuck it, I'm going to say something. And they're like, well, you're not. Right. Did the Clintons exist back then? What's the
0: Clinton timeline here?
1: I think it's probably <laughs> pretty close.
0: But I don't think it would be the Clinton that does, uh, what's the Rodham Right. The Rodham family right. over there. Uh, what are they doing in 1946?
1: Right. Parker's husband, Roy Thornton, was sentenced to five years in prison for burglary. In the third, I mean, that was her first husband that she still had a ring on when she died. Right. In March of 1933, mm-hmm. he was killed by guards on the third of
0: 1937. In October, damn. In Eastham prison, so he was there in Eastham. When Clyde went and broke out his little fucking buddies.
1: Supposedly during uh yeah, during an escape attempt, they killed this guy. Right. Mm.
0: But he was there.
1: Something was going on here.
0: He was there when uh Clyde was breaking out all those other guys. This
1: could be another conspiracy theory where the government was like, Hey, you guys go do some damage. We're, we're
0: gonna take about we're gonna take out anybody associated with fucking these guys.
1: Oh, they tell these two, just go we're gonna pay you money. You just go you can do what you want. Just go do what you want. Do some damage in these three, four states here, and then whatever happens happens. You're probably gonna die, but your family's set for life. Like a crazy what? thing. They they set them up. Bonnie and Clyde were a fucking a showpiece.
0: Oh, you're saying that? <laughs> Wait, are you are you suggesting right now? Let me get this straight. What you're saying? You're yeah. suggesting that Bonnie and Clyde were hired guns so to speak by the
1: government. They to, needed something to fucking to repairs almost. Not they, needed martyrs, but, to repair but they needed something to repair prohibition. They needed something to repair the prohibition area. Everything nobody was trusting nobody. How does
0: how does this repair the prohibition era?
1: The repair their handling of you know
0: doesn't make any sense. Yeah. How this doesn't make any sense. The end result doesn't make any sense when they fired fucking hundred and seventeen shots that hit the car, oh, one hundred and thirty total shots. That
1: part wasn't supposed to happen that way. But they wanted to make Bonnie and Clyde into, hey, this is what this is what happened for what we did and we were going to take care of this. Bam. We're sorry that we fucking did this what shit. What do they
0: have to make up Prohibition for? I don't get it.
1: Make up for the shit show of Prohibition. Prohibition was terrible. It fucked everything up.
0: So they hired Dillinger, Babyface Nelson, and fucking uh, Machine Gun well, Kelly, and all, all pretty pretty those Boy guys, Floyd no. and all those fucking
1: guys too? No, I don't right? Think. So I think, I don't think they hired Bonnie and Clyde themselves, but I think, Multiple people there were integrated. I think Metvin, Metvin was oh, come on, clearly man. infiltrated. It's a, it's, a, it's a ploy by the government. They're like, we need something. I usually get down with conspiracy
0: theories, but we this need, one's a little too far out We there,
1: need but. something to get the American people back to fucking uh, trusting in the government. Prohibition era didn't do it. This is like
0: aliens. Right. I can't get down with aliens. <laughs> I'm not getting down with Bonnie Prohibition, and Parker. we government Prohibition
1: plants. didn't do it, and we fucked up on that. So how about we fucking... I don't think Set so. these people out and fucking make a nationwide story out of them when we fucking take them down. That's
0: a little far-reaching.
1: That's why it's called conspiracy theory. Right. I don't like that theory. I just heard it.
0: Heard it come from your own mouth. Right. I don't like it. That's why I was saying it, <laughs> I was like,
1: this is fucking stupid. Ah, well, uh, we, we just said that uh, Roy, Roy Thornton killed in an escape
0: attempt 1937. Right.
1: So that guy was poisonly moited in an escape attempt. Anyway, Prentice Oakley admitted to friends that he had fired prematurely. He was like, I did it. I fucking killed him. He succeeded Henderson's Jordan as sheriff of Bainville Parish in 1940. So he's telling everybody, he's like, I'm the one that killed this motherfucker. Don't trust him. He was in the back. He couldn't even pick up his rifle. Right. We made fun of him for weeks. Well,
0: after this, Hamer returned to a quiet life as a freelance security consultant for oil companies. According to
1: Gwyn, haha. <laughs> here's what we'll give you: we can't pay you twenty six thousand dollars, but we can let you make millions of dollars. Being a he was consultant already a oil consultant oil. for oil companies. Oh, was he? Yes, that's where they found him. You not remember part one? I don't remember part one. Jeez, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was.
0: Hamer returned to a quiet life as a freelance security consultant for oil companies. Well, according to Gwyn, his reputation suffered somewhat after Gibbslin. Uh-oh. Because many people felt that he had not given Barrow and Parker a fair chance to surrender.
1: Thank I mean, you. I mean. He
0: made headlines again in 1948 when he and Governor Coke Stevenson unsuccessfully challenged the vote total achieved by Lyndon Johnson during the election for U.S. Senate. Whoa. Oh, wait. We got a Lyndon B. Johnson um, tie-in here. Okay. Lyndon B. Johnson enters the scene, hence right. uh, conspiracy
1: theories. All right, so we got here. We got Governor mm. Coke stevenson unsuccessfully challenged. That's so what we got here. Okay. The vote total. So they're saying
0: Lyndon Johnson uh, was stealing votes for governor or, or for senator. Right. All right. But after that, he died in 1955 at the age of 71 after several years of poor health.
1: No, the thing was, uh, Lyndon Johnson was the one meant to go to that spot, and that guy was in the way. Right, and he got a little too popular.
0: Obviously, Lyndon. You uh, had to have Lyndon in place to right. take over for fucking um,
1: right. JFK. JFK, dude. So this guy was like, "I'm sorry, Coke." <laughs> and that was that was in 1948. <laughs> like, dude, you're a good guy, but yeah, that was in
0: 1948. Right, There he had that shit in motion right. for what? He got killed in '63, so right. fucking what? 15 years before, they're already in this shit. Damn, dude, government's slick, dude. <laughs> I mean, if
1: you believe the conspiracy theories that they've been fucking grooming Obama since nineteen eighty.
0: Oh right, well, even nine eleven was supposedly planned years and years. Well, when they were nine eleven, according to some nine eleven truthers, were were planned when the buildings were built in like seventy one or whatever. The the whole plan for the buildings being built, where one day these are these are going to be attacked. Uh, enough with the conspiracy theories. Bob Elcorn died on May twenty third, nineteen sixty four. Thirty years to the day. After the Gibslands ambush, he's like, it's been 30 years. I can fucking finally rest in peace. Sorry,
1: guys. 30 the years. The
0: bullet-riddled Ford became a popular traveling attraction. The car was displayed at fairs and music parks and flea markets for three Everywhere. decades.
1: Making money. It once money. became
0: a fixture at a Nevada racetrack. There was a charge of $1 to sit in it. Oh, geez. All the blood still in it? The Ford was sold between casinos after being displayed in the Las Vegas Car Museum in the 80s. It was shown in Iowa, Missouri, and Nevada. Well, since 2011, the fort has been on display at Whiskey Pete's, which we already said, in Prim, Nevada, which is near the border between California and Nevada along Interstate 15.
1: Mm. It's crazy shit, man. Sick people out there that want to sit in the car a car of a fucking two slain criminals.
0: Not only slain, but
1: murdered, fucking Ambushed. massacred. Right, Texas Rangers, troopers, and Department of Public Safety officers honored patrolmen, Edward Brian Wheeler, on the 1st of April in 2011. The 77th anniversary of the Grapevine murder, when the Barrow Gang murdered Wheeler yes. on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. We all know that. They presented the Yellow Rose of Texas commendation to the last surviving sibling. I think this is for you. 95-year-old Ella Wheeler McCloyd, San Antonio, Texas, giving her a plaque and framed portrait of her brother. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yes, they did. I that sweet? Where they, feel, they still feel bad in 2011 that they had to give her that. Hey, we fucked up. Why,
0: Why do it? they feel bad? No, it's a patrolman trooper, that the fucking Bonnie one barrel, and Clyde murdered her brother.
1: Right. They still feel bad.
0: Why do they feel bad?
1: They feel bad about everything. They didn't do it. All right. It's to feel bad. It's fucking. <laughs> I don't uh, understand. Do you even know what you say half the time? It's reparation. Why would they feel bad? It's reparation culture.
0: I guess mean, again, not in 2011 yet. It was. Plus, she's white.
1: It was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and there you have it, folks. The complete and uh, factual story of Bonnie and Clyde.
1: You won't get a better one.
0: You won't get a better one because uh, pretty much we covered every detail there is to cover. 27, 27? 26 times Parker was shot. 26 times. Several headshots. 17 times Barrow was shot, including the fatal first shot, fired from the whole gang right into his fucking dome. He was dead and took 16 more. 16 more, probably three or four others would have killed him anyways.
1: No matter, they each got like three to the head, so those are Three to the head,
0: cut fucking Barrow's spine in half, and then, oh my gosh, dude, people clamoring to the spot, taking locks of hair, trying to cut off ears and fingers, and dude, holy shit, but I guess... Like I've been saying, my only, my not my only takeaway, but one of my biggest takeaways of this is, number one, Clyde is probably the dumbest fucking criminal we've covered so far in this series. It the dude had no fucking sense. They didn't care. These guys are already on the run because they know their identities already, and they're fucking over there shooting off guns and partying Dumb. all hours of the night and being Dumb. stupid in a fucking town. Dumb. <sighs> Bonnie Bun. is an idiot for staying with the guy after flip. he flipped a car and burned half, his, her, burned half her fucking leg off. I mean, come oh on. my gosh, dude. This got to be the stupidest criminals I've ever fucking witnessed in my life.
1: Unless they're just fucking two fucked up people.
0: Like I said on uh, part one, if we were doing the Bang and Dang show, the stupid criminal of the week twice in a row would go to fucking Bonnie and Clyde. Right. Actually, stupid criminal of the week would go to Bonnie and Clyde last week. Stupid fucking cops of the week would go to right. Hamer and all his fucking right. guys. And this week, because they did some pretty fucking dumb shit, too.
1: That was pretty fucked up. Towing a
0: car through town. Wow. With their bodies still fucking lunged I mean, yeah, they
1: fucked up from beginning to end. Stupid. Okay. Oh, man, we fucked up on um, just murdering these guys here. But, okay, let's just fucking be respectable and take them into town. No, how about we just hook it up back to this tow truck and leave the doors wide open and just fucking roll through town? How about that?
0: Sure, why not? was that one episode? Was it a Wild West one where the... The crowd was pissed at whatever was happening, and so to to uh, calm them down, they paraded the dead body of whoever it was they killed fucking right. through the town. They were like, "Yay!" Yeah. That
1: was I forget what it was. That's
0: pretty much what the fuck just happened here.
1: But uh, I don't remember what Bonnie and Clyde movie it was, but the one I seen it was black and white. But when they're coming through down, there's people running up, like just grabbing, like ripping at their I'm faces sure were, dude. and shit, dude. Through the middle down Main Street and down, you know sure what they mean? were. I was like, oh my Fuck goodness. Fucking
0: crazy. What just, this, this is a fucking crazy-ass story.
1: Fucking nuts. That might have even been Highwaymen where that happened.
0: I probably was. Yeah, that was probably like a...
1: No, because Highwaymen wasn't black and white.
0: Either or, it was probably a dramatization. They wanted to make it more drama-filled and well, going down the street.
1: Right. And they're like, i will us grab everything I can, because they right. wanted to make it seem like everybody wanted anything. Well, they really did it at the scene,
0: clearly, but... Not driving through the street as far as uh we've been told here, but that's mm. fucking Bonnie and Clyde, the most famous girlfriend, boyfriend outlaw duo in history ever.
1: Most likely. There's
0: been nobody before them and nobody after.
1: Um no. Name me
0: one name me one other famous boyfriend, girlfriend fucking
1: killer. No, there's nothing like it's that. None. None. It's none, none. Besides Mickey
0: and Mallory. Right. It's the only two, and that's fake. All right. So, I
1: don't hell of a, you. hell of a, hell of a start. These guys could have easily gotten away with everything they fucking did because they didn't. They hadn't definitely enough money. They are just lunatics. Like I said, they could have easily got away with it. dead and just fucking took off. And like money. I
0: said, young, dumb, and full of cum. Right. That's all they were, dude. Fucking. They're morons. just fucking twenty-two years old. Fucking going from town right. to town. Shooting their guns. It's like who the fuck? Who the fuck was it? Was it the prohibition ones where they got they robbed the bank or whatever and they were going through town fucking tipping up bottles and fucking cheering at the townspeople oh. when they before they rode away into the uh, right. forest, remember? Oh, the fuck was That yeah, was a prohibition. Yes. Wasn't it uh the King of the Everglades guys or wasn't, it? What it, was. wasn't I, it? I don't
1: know, yeah. it was one of those fucking ones. Yeah, dude.
0: Like fucking no the cojones on these guys. Jeez. Bonnie and Clyde, what a what a what a way to start off these 1930s slash uh, public enemy era of outlaws and gangsters. Fortunately gunslinger. for
1: us, the next guys were going to be a little bit smarter than these two, but still dumb because they got so big. Every single one of them got so big, they was like, "Well, I mean, there's so much you can handle. There's only so much you can cover up. The little shit gets them. Little shit gets you all the time. Gets got every Well, look one. at
0: look at how they got onto Bonnie and Clyde. They left the car up in the uh, Jackson, Michigan with all their fucking information in it and that put them onto the fucking group. Ever since then, the stupid little thing about leaving uh, a pill bottle, a right. pill prescription bottle that, that led back to Clyde's aunt. Right.
1: And then, boom, it's that sets sense. off boom. the whole thing. Boom, and they're like, oh, "Idiots!" now everything makes sense. Idiots. It was like, and oh, then was being a, loud at the one yeah. house
0: where they came, pulled up on him, and then they had to escape. And then um, his brother's fucking um, uh, parole papers that were left at the scene and all that shit. I mean, how stupid can these guys be? The dumbest criminals that we've had so far. I mean, has anybody explored this part of what we're saying? Think, think about it. Has anybody ever called the Clyde Barrel the dumbest criminal out of the famous fucking criminals? Because we- I think he very well maybe. Who's sh- dumber than him?
1: Right. We should make a, a, a fucking uh, a short of Bonnie and Clyde. Like, for fucking, how, how long is a short? What, what's it considered? 10,
0: like, 15, 20 maybe.
1: Okay, so we'll go with like a tenor, A ten minute fucking clip of Bonnie and Clyde from beginning to end. And it'll just be a parody of funny shit, I guarantee it. And it'll be accurate. And it'll be accurate. What do you mean? It would just be funny shit. Everybody would be laughing watching it. We'd be like, no, this actually happened. <laughs> this is exactly what they did. See, we didn't have to write jokes because <laughs> they wrote them for us, and we just put them on screen. What do you mean? I don't get it. I mean, you don't get it. I don't get it. Why would it be funny? The stupidest shit that they did. We're fun- we're laughing as they're doing it. Imagine seeing it on screen and actually seeing it.
0: You know what that reminds me of? It'd be great. That's gonna wrap up. Part two of Bonnie and Clyde, and I don't know, what should we do next week?
1: We'll figure it out. It's going to be something good, but we're getting closer and closer to the Mafia, which y'all are waiting for. Well, we're in... This ain't the Mafia yet. I guess we're officially... I mean, it is.
0: We're, I guess we're officially Public Enemy number 1 era, which right. is 31 to 34, 5-ish, right, so still we have or, to do...
1: Still organized crime and all that, but...
0: We have to do Dillinger, Nelson, Definitely. Floyd, or Machine Gun Kelly or Not somebody ordered. like that. One of those. One of those. Oh, next one show. One of those guys are next. Next show,
1: it'll be probably be one of those guys. One of those guys are One of those next names soap. you just heard there. You, you, right.
0: You'll you see it next week. And, uh, yeah, we are keep trucking along. we are keep moving along with this Outlaws and Gunslingers. We've got plenty. We're only in the 30s, baby. We're only in the 30s. And that excludes all the mafia guys that we have to cover from the 20s and 30s that we already said is going to be its own mafia thing. Right. So, man, we got so much fucking shit going on here. And don't
1: forget, we're learning as long as... Right along with you. We man. are.
0: This is not like we're never claimed to be experts at this. All the stuff that we're doing, we're learning with you. We're finding out I mean we're finding out all of this shit with you guys. While we're while we're sitting here talking about it, we're learning right. all this stuff with you. So right.
1: I mean we've watched movies and all this and all this good stuff. And obviously movies
0: dramatize things more than uh, right. are necessary. So you're
1: not gonna learn too much of this stuff in the history books in school.
0: You're gonna get nothing but the facts here. I don't think I've ever learned about Bonnie and Clyde in school. Right, That doesn't happen. It might have happened. No, that doesn't happen. You'll funny. learn about Bonnie and Clyde in
1: school. Well, man. I was d- in school when I learned about Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I was attending school. So I wasn't in school.
0: Same could be said for when I learn something when I have a job, but I don't learn it at my job. Right. Well, I had a job, you know. Back I learned
1: when I, it at work. <laughs> back, when, back when I used to work, I learned this. <laughs> right? What's that have to do with fucking toilets? Yeah.
0: Yes, sir. Bonnie and Clyde. Speaking <laughs> of toilets, I don't speaking know why of, they would correlate to toilet, each other.
1: Speaking of that toilet, I'll tell you about the story about Bonnie and Clyde. When I was at a restaurant <laughs> one day fixing a toilet, <laughs> and I saw their picture hanging above it. And she actually came in, had to use the toilet there. And I right. said, like, "No, you're good. You're to tiny little thing. You're all right. What's wrong with your leg?" I so said, "I burned it, sir." Right. Bonnie and Clyde, part two, and the
0: whole series. Go th- make sure you guys go check out part one because that's where. All their killings and all their crimes happened, obviously, that uh, we just learned how they got shot down because of them. Right. So go check out part one over there.
1: Bonnie took a lot of abuse during this relationship. She really did.
0: (laughs) Well, not even, like, physical from Clyde, but unintentional abuse.
1: Well, probably not from Clyde at all, because I think he was...
0: He was smitten with her. Right. You know? Smitten. Yeah. We'll be back next week with one of those guys, Dillinger, Parker... Not Parker. uh, Floyd nelson machine yeah. gun kelly one of those know. guys will be back so tune in you already know what i mean you know what we do over
1: here well we got a uh, bang and dang show if though. you like
0: yeah if you like just random fucking talking shit like we've just right now. been doing throughout the whole episode go to the bang and dang show available wherever you get your podcast just type in the bang and dang show to pop right up and that's what we do we go over the week's if we feel like it, serious news stories, Let's um, anything stupid happen in the, in the politicians worlds. Right. We talk about that for a minute. Then we're
1: serious d- shit. It's going to be dumb shit. Then we thing.
0: usually do not stupid news stories, but yeah. odd news stories uh, and our, uh, usual stupid criminal of the week, sports history, music history, plus fucking whatever we feel like getting it. We always sidetrack to something else. So, uh, yeah, it's a bang a dang show. And if you're a wrestling fan, which I'm sure you are, if you're, uh, and new If you're finding out us from uh Mr. Joe Feeney, Creative Control Network, then I'm assuming you're some sort of wrestling fan. Right. We Check got it the out. Monday Night Warch Along series. Look that up. It's some podcast, the Monday Night Warch Along, where we went back from the first ever Nitro, watched the main events of each show, plus pay-per-views in between, give our rankings on who we think really won that week. And right. guess what? We're in the middle of the eighty three weeks. And it ain't eighty three weeks nope. for WCW. That although
1: is- they got about they are winning.
0: Ninety-eight percent
1: of those eighty-three weeks thing, so far. That's so, the only thing I can credit wcw for. They are winning. They are know. winning, according to us. But yeah, we watch. We do the,
0: the watch alongs. You guys can watch along with us while we do each main event from each week. Right now, we're in week ninety-seven. We're, we're inching towards that hundredth episode where uh, Luger takes close. Luger takes on Hogan the heavyweight championship on nitro which is episode 100 which will be and everybody knows the outcome of that um well, that match yeah. and we're heading into Starcade, montreal screwjob dude 97 is fucking got, about to
1: pick up we for got us. kane and we got kane's coming right soon
0: really soon Goldberg's already been doing dark matches right. on uh all the nitros that we've been watching so we got Bret yeah. hart and fucking wcw yes, coming sir up. he's coming so that's yeah. monday night warch Long and good shit. We'll be back next week for Outlaws and Gunslingers. We're the Mouth of Michiganders with. Bang, dang.